0: This is transistor.fm.
1: Hey folks, if you are thinking about starting a podcast in 2019, it is not too late. In fact, our friends at podcastinsights.com have a course for you. Just go to that website, podcastinsights.com, and scroll down on the left-hand side. You'll see a free how to start a podcast course. It's 10 days. They'll email you a brand new uh, tutorial every day. It'll cover the equipment you'll need, how to pick a topic, and how to launch your course. Go check it out and let them know we sent you.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the the behind-the-scenes story of building a web app in 2019. I'm John Bruda, a software engineer,
1: and I'm Justin Jackson, I'm a product and marketing guy. Follow along as we build transistor.fm. We are really becoming pros at doing those intros. We are. It it's a remarkable how like just doing something consistently uh it it starts to feel a lot more smooth, doesn't
0: it? It sure does. What are we at now? 46 episodes. Yeah, this is episode 46. <laughs> what kind of tea are you drinking?
1: Uh oh, that's a good question. It's ginger. <laughs> I'm in my office and it's whatever was left over. Oh.
0: I'm also drinking a spicy ginger. Oh, wow. How about that?
1: Man, that's that's I'm like full
0: of food. It's good for your digestion. Did you I
1: think, did you did you what... did you eat at a buffet as well today? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Oh, okay, that was just me. <laughs> we have this we went swimming with the kids at the water park and we have this tradition that after we go swimming, I don't know why we do this, we go to an all you
0: you can eat buffet. Okay. I mean, traditionally I was I grew up swimming and swimming made me hungry a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm 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 glad they didn't have a buffet in the water park cuz that sounds like it would be a disaster. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst business idea ever. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so here we are. Uh, we're recording on a Sunday night, seven o'clock. It's a little late, yeah. And uh, which would be nine o'clock your time, yeah. And we, I thought, you know, we got a lot of good feedback from that episode we did uh, two episodes ago, where we called it Monday Morning Therapy. But uh, the idea is that we would share kind of what we're working on, what we're thinking about, what we're wrestling with. Um, each of us would get to share. That thing, and uh, then we would talk about it. And so, I thought I would kick things off because this week I have been, I've been in the weeds on bandwidth costs. And uh, this is interesting for me because I'm coming to it late. So, yeah, you've run a podcast company before. Yep. Um, you have also. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you've just done more of this kind of stuff. But I had no idea, actually, until I thought about it. I've I've never really been concerned about bandwidth and storage. Yes, I've been concerned about storage. I'm always running out of storage. How much storage do I need? All that kind of stuff. Um, number of visits. So typically for like WP Engine, you get you are uh, billed based on the number of visits, and. I know that there's bandwidth limits for example with my internet like if we if the kids watch too much Netflix <laughs> then it you know is there? Well, we've never hit it but
0: it's it's quite right. high. It's usually high. I think most consumers never really have to worry about bandwidth. I mean phones have limits cell phones usually but I think
1: Yes. But and actually now you're going to have to confirm this for me cuz and I'm sorry if I sound like an idiot. Now what I'm understanding is that a customer comes to Transistor.fm, they upload their MP3s, and we store those MP3s, but when those MP3s get downloaded by the millions of devices around the world, there's a cost for transferring that file from our server to the individual devices around the world.
0: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, there's generally no cost for... Uh, sending our files to our storage which is s3 at the moment so generally uploading files are free downloading files are not um and they, yeah
1: so this is so interesting and my guess is then that our cloud service provider they have to pay like the cable
0: company for bandwidth who are they paying uh i believe they they sort of there are these major like backbone companies that that just sell like bulk bandwidth. Okay. Um, I mean, these, these providers have, um, you know, major server platforms in large server farms across the world. And each of those buildings just has like fiber coming into it. Yeah. Um, that are hooked into various backbones that all hook into the internet. And then there are companies that run these backbones, um, They don't really pay, they don't pay for bandwidth because they're the ones building the infrastructure to actually allow data to move around, so. And what's the cost?
1: Are you just paying to use their pipe? Like, is that, and what is the, those
0: infrastructure companies, what are
1: their costs?
0: Like electricity or? Oh yeah, it's probably a lot of electricity and I think all that infrastructure and laying those cables and pipes are probably not cheap, you know, maintaining them and.
1: It would be. It would actually be interesting to know how much like actual cost is associated with sending one megabyte over one of those pipes. Like, what is the if you dig down? You know how Elon Musk is like. Elon Musk's whole thing with rockets is that he was he was like, "Well, how much does it cost?" And they would be like, "Well, it's like ten billion dollars to go to the moon." And then he would be like, "Okay, well, if I price it out myself, if I go direct, how much does it cost?" <laughs> right, because that's the frame of mind. I'm in.
0: Yeah. So are you saying we need to build a server farm and buy pipes? Well,
1: I'm, I don't know yet. I, it, I mean, Elon Musk had to like go and buy things from Russians and do all sorts of stuff. So we, you know, we might have to get, <laughs> we might have to go and, and do some crazy things, but okay. So let's go back to kind of the work I did. And in, in some ways, I think I just had, as a co-founder, I just had to do this work myself to really dig into it and figure it out. and, um, some of it might have been frustrating for you because I was just replicating.
0: No, no, no I, I, I never went into that much detail though about like how much one of our shows would cost and what you know how much profit we'd make on each show. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of came at it from a slightly different perspective.
1: Okay, so let's first let's talk about. So what kicked this off for me is I had an investor email me, and um, and he said. I'm hearing from a few folks, you know, second, third hand, that as things scale up, bandwidth costs for podcast hosts can mean materially different margins compared to different software companies. And he, say, he said, I'm hearing numbers like 30 to 40% of MRR just for bandwidth costs. Now, if you go back to our archives, we've discussed this before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think we knew from the get-go, that bandwidth would be our number one cost.
1: But I had not really dug into it yet. This email, it it made me think, okay, I know that things can get costly, but really that much? And, and what he's talking about there is if we pull in $100 of MRR, that's just like gross revenue coming in. We've got to pay salaries. We've got to pay hosting costs. We've got to pay marketing. We've got to pay customer support. We've got to pay for all of our software. We've got to pay for, uh, we're a remote company, so we have to pay for a retreat or two every year. You know, there's all these things. And typically what's great about software as software as a service compared to opening up a donut shop is that your margins are much higher. And um you know, I went online and looked at, you know, what should the gross margins for a SaaS company be? And Lead Edge Capital says, you know, they should be 60 to 80 percent with the primary cost of goods sold being network and delivery costs, which is what we're talking about today, yep. as well as services, personnel, you know, maintenance, training, implementation. Uh, although, and, and they say, you know, but as things scale up, you should be definitely above the 80 percent mark. And then I went to Cora, and they say, you know, in the software industry, gross margins have always ranged between 80 to 95%. So margins above 80%, gross margins above 80% seems to be the general rule of thumb. And so th- then I started calculating things. And <clears throat> it's amazing, because, you know, you think... Amazon Web Services, what is it? Amazon Web Services is, are they two cents per gigabyte or four cents?
0: Now I can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. They're exp- it's expensive.
1: Yeah. So here's, I'll give you an example. Here's a really popular show. 495,000 downloads in a month. So 495,000 times one of their podcast audio files gets downloaded. The average file size is eight megs, which is actually quite small. It is, yeah. So that's 3,960 gigabytes of bandwidth in a month. See how quickly that added up? Like It's like, oh, this is so small. Okay, but 3,960 gigabytes. Is that correct? Oh, and by the way, I I know some geeks are going to get after me for this. What I'm doing is I'm multiplying 495,000 by 8 megabytes. That gives us 3,960,000. And then I divide it by 1,000. Now, I had some geeks kind of take me aside into a dark alley (laughs) and say, Hey, you you idiot, it's a a gigabyte isn't a thousand megabytes. It's 1,024, right?
0: Yeah, 1,024.
1: And so I was like, Oh man, why, why, why did I have that idea? But then I talked to all these cloud providers and they all use a thousand meg gigabytes that's they 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 round down interesting so um i mean it's probably because sales and marketing folks
0: they don't they don't want to have to explain the history of computer science and why that number is that (laughs) way yes yeah
1: (laughs) so i divide it three million nine hundred and sixty thousand by a thousand that gives us three thousand nine hundred and sixty gigabytes does the math which is roughly four terabytes roughly four terabytes correct because you also do a thousand gigabytes in terabytes even though that's not roughly that's not even correct. Okay. So the cheapest bandwidth I've been able to find so far is one cent per gigabyte. Now that's not what we're paying right now, but one cent yeah. per gigabyte. That seems so cheap, doesn't it? Just one cent. It seems
0: cheap. Oh,
1: just who, who can't afford yeah. a cent, you know? But that just for that one show, that's thirty nine dollars and sixty cents just for bandwidth that's not for storage that's not for anything else that we don't get paid we don't so
0: <laughs> yeah
1: you, you folks can see at home you can see the problem here in order to get margins of 80% like we'd have to charge that that customer uh well definitely more than $99 which is our highest uh tier right so and and by the way, that's if we can get it that cheap. What we'd pay on Amazon Web Services for that account, a hundred and ninety-eight dollars. Same as same with Azure. And on Google Cloud, it would be three hundred and sixteen dollars. So this really kind of blew my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, it adds up quick. And that's yeah, I it's a thing I ran into in the past um with S3. It's a thing we've started to run into as we've grown with transistor. Mm-hmm. Um and it's obviously really good to think about it now and I'm <laughs> really glad he kind of did all those calculations.
1: And by the way, in the past I have been the kind of guy that hides from numbers and reality. <laughs> um <laughs> that it, one of the this this thing has been in the back of our mind since we started our partnership. We knew yep. like we've got notes. What is our biggest threat? It says right there, bandwidth. We the first thing you said to me, when, when you, as soon as I signed the document and you had my soul, you turned to me and you said, Justin.
0: In a, in a deep voice.
1: Smoke came out of your eyes. Dark days are ahead. <laughs> I got to talk to you about bandwidth. And so we, we've known, but it's been in the back of my head and I have not crunched the numbers. So, folks, if you are out there and you have not yet crunched the numbers... This is a, a, an important step. And really, it shows that our profitability rests on two variables in terms of costs. Average file size and average number of downloads per month. So right. if you have a show like ours, which is about 45 minutes long, that's about, uh, I think we our average file size is 35 to 45 megs, something like that. Now, that's... A fairly large file, that's fine as long as this show doesn't get 100,000 downloads in a month, right? Right. If this show gets 100,000 downloads in a month, um, I had a friend send me his numbers. And this is a friend that I was like, man, I would love to have him on Transistor. Like, he would just be a great (laughs) brand ambassador. Uh, We're always talking about it, like, oh, I should get you on the platform. I saw his numbers and I'm like... Oh, shit. We can't, yeah. we can't afford it. So 100,000 monthly downloads. He's doing 5,388 gigabytes per month. Cheapest bandwidth we could get. And we haven't been able to figure out how to make this bandwidth work for us yet, but it's $0.01 a gigabyte. That's $53.88. But currently, I think our cost is $0.02 per gigabyte. So just to host his show, sorry, not to host the show, just for the bandwidth for his show in one month is $107 and 76 cents. How many people do you know are paying, well, even a hundred dollars, but to get our margins,
0: right. yeah,
1: like we would have to uh, like, let, is
0: that $500 a month or something. Yeah.
1: Like, it. ah, oh, geez, let's look. I got it. I've got my little calculator. I'm going to just pop it in. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, if, If we wanted margins of,
0: did you have? Do you have your? Is that your TI eighty three?
1: Yeah, I got my TI eighty three (laughs) here. Okay, so just to get, oh man, to get to eighty percent margins, but just that's just with bandwidth. Yeah, we would have to charge him five hundred forty nine dollars a month.
0: Yeah, I don't think he. I don't feel like he (laughs) wouldn't be up for that.
1: (laughs) We should. I already asked him, and he said no. So jokingly but i you know no one's going to pay that well no one's going to pay that if it's just bandwidth because so th- this is the interesting discussion is that what is valuable for the customer now we have customers that have emailed us and have said you are charging too little and i'm like what are you talking about go and look at their downloads they're doing like 100 downloads per month what mm-hmm. what's the deal and we've talked about this before but some of these folks are writing, are running private podcasts or they're running uh, podcasts for organizations. Their yep. primary metric for success is not um, thousands or hundreds of thousands of downloads. It's just that their members get the audio in some sort of serialized way. Right. And they're saying, man, you should charge more than this because we can host all of our shows on your $19 plan and we're getting so much value. We get great customer support. You know, for them, uh, they don't care about you know, being the next Joe Rogan.
0: Yeah, for them it's a great deal. Yeah, they're not they're not going to blow our bandwidth costs out of the water.
1: Yes. And you can see Zedcast, Z-Cast, they recently closed down because they got a really popular podcast on the platform and it, it bankrupted the company. Yeah. So this is a big issue. And um and so you can see those two variables our target customer and our pricing strategy moving forward have to address those two things on the cost side now, on the customer side on the demand side, they might not care about either of those things right right but we it's something we need to consider when we're we're figuring all this stuff out. you know we have a lot of shows that are in the thousands of downloads per month, and those are a lot more manageable like Mm -hmm. if it's you know if you're doing two or three thousand downloads a month that's great it's great for you and it's great for us um but it's once you get into those big numbers doing like over a million downloads in a year man
0: yeah i mean yeah there's a lot i think there's a lot to dig into with that. And
1: we have some popular shows. That we, we have some users that I begged to transfer over early on. Yeah. And now, I mean, I love them. But I'm looking at, wow, this is costly. Uh, which, by the way, uh, I, I hate to call this out publicly, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because Anchor wrote a, a blog post about how hosting should be free and that it doesn't cost anything. And they were just talking about storage costs, yeah, it doesn't. They yeah, sure, they doesn't,
0: did not yeah. talk about this. Storage costs are very cheap. They're very cheap. It's in the Even on it even on S3, very cheap. it's like we pay like a couple dollars a month. It's really cheap.
1: Yes. That's see that's of course. So, yeah, that it's it's cheap to store them, but it's not cheap to transfer them from our server to your phone. And by the way, like we're happy to do it, and we. Part of me got fired up about this. Part of me was like, a bit like. Actually, I, I don't think I was ever discouraged. I was just like, man, okay, this is a problem we need to solve.
0: And it, and it is solvable, and I think there are a lot of options, thankfully. Um, yeah. And I, and like, your math is great. I don't think it necessarily covers everything, though. Like, it's accurate with what you had, but I think there are a number of of options we have that I think would make it a lot cheaper than one cent per gigabyte. Yeah. And, and so we've looked into
1: a few options. Do we want to talk about any of that? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't want to go too long cause I want to get to your, your yeah. stuff here, but, yeah, yeah. um, just because I know people are going to write in.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And by the way, we love it when you write in, it was nice getting all that feedback. We had a, a lot of people say that they could identify with the way you were feeling, uh, the last time we chatted. Uh, so keep, keep writing us in if this resonates with any of you or if you want to help us crowd, crowd, crowdsource the, the solution for this. <laughs> uh, specifically, actually, if, if any of you work at Cloudflare or know somebody that does, if you could have them get a, a hold of us, who's the, who's the CEO of Cloudflare? If he's listening or she's listening, I want to Matthew Prince... Okay, Matthew, if you're listening, give me a call. Yeah, so we're we're trying to figure some stuff out and there might be some creative ways of doing it. Maybe one thing is to talk about cuz you, you you said you get what you pay for with
0: You get Yeah, you get what you pay for. So I I come at this sort of from the performance and price scenario like obviously ultimate performance is you sign up for uh, let's say you sign up for a CDN, which is a content delivery network that is, you know, there's hundreds of these things out there. Um, you you have one origin point, which let's say is S3. Um, and then you sign up for a CDN that pulls your media files from S3 once and then distributes it within their network globally. Mm-hmm. And then all of the media is served from their CDN. Uh, that's obviously like ultimate performance uh ultimate like resiliency to downtime um but generally those get fairly costly and they're generally more than one cent per gigabyte, although occasionally you can have plans where you pay a set amount up front per month for x amount of terabytes of data yeah that are that are lower than one separate gigabyte, and then any overage is x amount of cents per gigabyte so as you grow with those types of plans generally you can negotiate cheaper prices mm-hmm. and probably get it below like one cent per gigabyte because we're not talking about like you know transistors not serving like a couple terabytes a month like we're up to like 15 or 20 a month terabytes of data and it'll keep growing and you know we'll, we're will we gonna get into the hundreds of terabytes a month how many are we doing right now it's about 15 or so, between 15 and 20. Okay. It grow. I mean, it's growing every month. Wow. So that's like ultimate CDN, full CDN, ultimate performance. Um, very high price. Now there's like other scenarios we can take that are pretty good performance mm-hmm. for a much better price. And I think when we talk about performance for podcasts, like we're not live streaming data. We're not like latency does not matter. Uh, really what matters is there's like a pretty decent download speed and you can handle a lot of concurrent connections. Yes. Because, because these podcast players will be downloading, uh, shows pretty much at the same time when the feed is updated. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'll, you'll be downloading your, your audio in the background and everyone's going to be pulling from your servers at generally the same time. So there's dedicated servers that you can purchase which are just like you get your own box that sits in some server location somewhere and those generally have basically unmetered bandwidth, which means it's as much as you can pipe through it as you want, but that's limited by the speed of the network connection uh, that that box has. Mm -hmm. So let's say you get like a dedicated box that has unmetered bandwidth, but it has a like a one gigabyte per one gigabit per second connection like from its location to outside Mm -hmm. so like if you just fully pack that pipe with data it's only you're only going to be able to send out x amount of terabytes a month anyway so you can like totally load up the pipe with data and overload it but you can also usually upgrade those to like 10 gigabyte per second connections so it's technically unlimited but there is a cap there's like a not really a physical cap, but like you can really only put so much data through this thing per second. So that's really like the cheapest way to go. And so I think this, and we've tried this with a with one dedicated host and it was just like not a good, Like that, that one was not good quality. Like that's where I kind of got into. Like you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm.
1: Because what happened? Explain to people
0: what happened. Well, it's like it's like I I have a friend of mine, Joe, who who has helped us um, with a few things for our um, bandwidth. So he helped me set the server up um, and helped automate a few things. He's like he does a lot of DevOps work. From the get go, he was like kind of noticing that like there were some issues with it, Um, and I forget how much this even cost a month, but it was technically unmetered. Um, and so we set it up and he installed this, you know, server software that he likes. And then I think we used that for a couple of months and it worked like it works pretty well. Like speed was fine. Um, there were no real big issues, but then the server just like crashed. I think one of the hard drives failed or something. And for whatever reason, like we couldn't reboot it. We couldn't get into it. We couldn't like SSH in and do anything. Mm -hmm. And I emailed support and they were like, yeah, we do, we don't know. Like you can't do anything. (laughs) We're like, okay, so I guess we'll just cancel the account. And then, you know, luckily we have this like failover where you, we can just switch it back to S3 real quick that won't interrupt service. And I think at that point it wasn't a big deal because we weren't serving like terabytes of data. But so that's the stuff that can happen, right? Like you find these deals on the internet you're like, oh, this is a great deal. This is cheap bandwidth. But but they're not they don't care about you it's just like
1: yeah yeah and this is also the problem with with crowdsourcing which we're still happy to do but the the problem with crowdsourcing some of these problems is that folks will find a solution but they don't have to live with it like we're the ones mm-hmm. that have to live with it and yeah right now one of our hopes for this company is that we could run it as a two to maybe three or four person company and if we're going to do that that means we sometimes we need to spend more so that if John is in an airplane, it's okay. You know everything's going to be all
0: right. That's a good. That's a good segue to my. Oh, topic. that's a
1: good segue. Okay, well we should get we should get into that. But before we do, before we do, John, last, guess how much this podcast cost us to deliver last month? Twenty five dollars. No, we had twelve thousand seven hundred seventy eight downloads last month. We're thankful for every single one, dear listener. And that cost us $5.96 in bandwidth. And so to help pay for those bills, we have Alitu.com. Uh, and, they, he, you know, Colin really got it right, didn't he? Because with Alitu, you just either upload your MP3 or you record your MP3. He just has to <laughs> <Yeah>. store it. <laughs> he, he he doesn't need to send it oh, to...
0: We chose the wrong business.
1: We, we chose the wrong vertical. But Colin, he's smart. com. it basically helps you record and edit and then publish your podcast automatically. They've just released recording within the app, and this is a question we get all the time. You know, how can I make the production of the podcast easier? This is actually something I think about all the time because even, even you and I, we've got, you know, we've got microphones and we have to be, I can't just, like, it, it's still difficult to create a show, but Alitu put some of that on the rails, and uh, Colin's been nice enough, kind enough to support this podcast. Go check him out, alitu, A-L-I-T-U.com, and tell him that we sent you. So John, what's, uh, yeah, what's, that's enough from me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's going on in your world?
0: So, I mean, I've obviously been working on a lot of stuff. Um a lot of different features um and working with you on the bandwidth the bandwidth problem um but i recently i've been kind of thinking a lot about what you ended the last segment with which is you know what do we do if john is on a plane or what if i'm on vacation or you know whatever i have to like take some time off and can't can't do anything with transistor or can't fix any bugs or things like that. Right. So, um, I've been thinking sort of about like easy wins now that we could build in that would sort of help with, I don't know, I guess platform resiliency as I wrote it down and, and things like automation and building out certain customer service tools that would help both you and I, uh, you know, fix these problems that our customers would have. So, so like, you know, there's two of us, there's, it's a small team. Um, I'm more on the engineering side, you know, you've helped with some of it, but like uh, I know the ins and outs of the platform and and where things can go wrong. And if things can go wrong, here's what you do. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Is this related, is this related to um, the quadriga, Bitcoin fiasco.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) Quad Quadriga, (laughs) which is the which was a Canada's biggest crypto exchange. Uh Um, the CEO. This is quite sad. The CEO died.
0: Oh, that one. Yeah, okay.
1: And he, um, had the he was the only one that knew the password to get into the encrypted store, and so. The exchange lost 150 million dollars worth of crypto.
0: Oof. Yeah.
1: I think this story is still developing, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's somewhat related to that. I mean, you know, I don't have that kind of crypto, but <laughs> I have none, in fact. But yeah. R- but let's r- l- but let's say you know I, I got hit by a bus or something and I was in a coma for two weeks. Or I don't think that'll happen, but um, on vacation, whatever and And something horribly wrong happened with our servers or our c d n, and nobody could use our service or nobody could download podcasts like obviously our customers aren't gonna wait for a week or two like that would just kill us. Um, I don't necessarily want to have to be on my laptop all the time or or have to worry about checking my phone necessarily 24 hours a day. I mean, like, you know, there's two of us in this startup. I sort of have resigned myself to the fact that I probably have to travel with my laptop (laughs) all, all the regardless all the time. Yeah. Which is, which is fine.
1: This is such a good topic.
0: There's always that like sense in the back of your head that you're like, got to check my email, see if there's a new support request or something's broken. And, Maybe it's not something Justin can fix because it's something I have to go in and like do on the server or SSH in and like update something that isn't necessarily updatable by you. Or let's say in the case of we have a lot of requests that are like, hey, I want to move to the annual plan. Or, hey, can you transfer these shows to this other account because my co-founder and I are parting ways. Like that's not something that they can do. Yet in the system and it's not something that you can even do for them yet so it basically means that i have to do that and that's kind of where i'm thinking what what tools can we build like we already built in the feature where we can take over someone's account which helps a lot
1: yeah the impersonation feature yeah by the way i'm gonna put in show notes uh my friend jamie wrote a great blog post on the on the not pros and cons of impersonation, but the, the, you know, he talks about the benefits, but he also talks about the hidden caveats.
0: <laughs> is that C- Caveats? Caveats? Caveats.
1: Um, yeah. I'll put that in the show notes as well, which is saas.transistor.fm slash 46. Yeah, I think this is such a great topic um, because it, right now that burden is is mostly on you.
0: Right. Right.
1: And there must be other teams that have gone through this. And actually even when I think about the first startup I worked at, uh, Mike was the CTO and the other two founders were non technical. And, you know, like in the early days, Mike like the server was just underneath Mike's desk.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you
1: know the the stress he must have gone through.
0: Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's it's it can be stressful.
1: So, I would be interested. Definitely, folks on Twitter, um, you can get us on Twitter at Transistor FM and let us know what you think.
0: The tool, the tools that we can both both use, I think are are worth thinking about. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not going to help you necessarily fix like major technical problems, but like there are certain there are certain problems that probably could be fixable by you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or someone else, like even on AWS where you could log in and just like restart a server. Right.
1: Yeah. So I think one thing that's coming to mind right now is the, um, the idea of you doing screencasts whenever something comes up. And the idea is every time you record one, you're thinking this is insurance. So you, you record the screencast and then we have a shared Dropbox folder. You just drop it in Dropbox. Hey, Justin, this is how you restart the server if it breaks. And I could watch that, and then I might have questions, and then I might say, well, next time this happens, let me try to do that with you on the phone. Um, But at at least to have the video documentation would be super helpful. The, the, The other kind of strength I have is I have a big network, and so you know, there, there's been times where you haven't been around and I've had a programming question. Well, I just go out to my network. I, I reach out. And if I was able to do, um, I mean, even the way I got started with our getting our, our Rails app up and running on my machine was my friend Francois here in Vernon just sat next to me. And every time I hit a, a roadblock, he's like, okay, well, what you got to do is, you know. So I, I think just the documentation would be really helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a that's a very good point. Yeah, there's a there's a lot that I've I've done, you know, a handful of times. It's basically the same thing, just for different people.
1: Yes, and and I can see how, like, when you're doing it, it's just like, okay, well, I'm just going to do it.
0: Yeah, but also, yeah, but also, the more the more times you do those things, you're like, oh, this is actually like a feature that we should build. <laughs> Obviously, someone should be able to switch to yearly billing if they want.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I and but I think there's still value, especially right now. You know, one thing I've been thinking about on my side is that I just and one of the reasons I've been pushing myself to, you know, uh, build little features in transistor whenever I can and get in there, is I I do want to have a better understanding of the bones and. Um, definitely, if we're ever going to scale this, you know, we think this is going to be a two to four person company, but it, this it could end up just being a, a hundred person company. Uh, I don't want all of the lessons that you learn at the beginning when those features aren't built. I don't want those all in your head. I, I, so even if we were going to build some internal tools, which I think we should, at the very least, I want a video that says, okay, this is the old way of doing it. So if all of the abstraction gets stripped away, this is where it is. And, um, you know, I think there's benefits also, if we ever sell this company, if we ever, you know, there's all sorts of other reasons that might be helpful to have. And if we had just this (laughs) treasure trove of, of John just going, okay, Hey, I'm just doing this right now. And, uh, I'm going to keep those assets somewhere uh, yeah and I, I, I've i actually started doing this myself with you know here's how I'm here's how I'm solving this problem for our customers right now uh, I, I think I started a little Dropbox folder called something like archive customer something but that's one idea that kind of came to me
0: yeah I like that I think yeah I think you've got you've had better habits of, of like recording screencasts when you're doing things Probably, probably just from your, you know, history of podcasting.
1: Yeah, I, 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 it, it's kind of like a habit you get into. Um. Oh yeah, like the other day a customer asked me, they said, I'm trying to create an Alexa skill from a podcast mm-hmm. and it's not working. And I said, no, oh, that's interesting. Well, I've never tried that. So I'm just going to hit record and I'm going to go try that and Um, Now I have a little screen recording in our screen recording folder called How to Create an Alexa Skill. And and the idea is if anyone ever needed to come in and say, okay, how does that work? How did, like, what is that? They could could find that. But you have some other good questions like, you know, should we focus on more internal customer service tools to help with this? Um, We could have someone on contract, um, which I think that
0: that's not something we should rule out. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking like we could have someone sort of on standby if I'm unavailable or you, or there's something that you can't do who, you know, knows the system is like probably someone we know, I would say that we can trust Yeah, who, who they, who can bill us just, you know, by the hour for something like those, that gets expensive, but obviously it, the cost is much lower than you know not having a service running for a week
1: oh yeah i think I think that's worth investing in for sure. uh we need a mercenary
0: yeah so i have I have a couple of friends who have worked together for a long time and have done a couple of different startups, but they're both technical right so mm-hmm. like they you know it it's okay if they sort of take a vacation because either one of them could fix things but Mm -hmm. they also had a they also had a rule of uh we can't take vacations at the same time we also can't really go to the bar together (laughs) (laughs) because especially in the early days they were having like all kinds of problems like Uh, keeping this thing running yeah and they were like we can't go have drinks at the same time because if we're both drunk then (laughs) it's just not gonna work (laughs) I mean they lived in the same town so it's a little different but <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's so good. I mean this I'm sure other people like Jason and David must have had to figure this out when they were doing base camp and the and I'm sure every team has had to figure this out like every team early startup has some person who has all of this stuff in their head and then it's like wait a second we got to get that out of your head because this is a huge risk. And so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious about this and thinking and it actually personally again, I I think I I can only get so far, but it does motivate me to want to figure some of this stuff out. Yeah, I think there's something about that. And actually, I did this at the first place I worked. Eventually, I I was able to because I would get um if I woke up early, I was waking up early at like five in the morning to check customer support. Mm-hmm. And if something was broken, I had the ability to restart the server. Okay. Um, and so I think there are internal, you know, routines and and systems that we could start documenting that could be helpful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, out of that, like I said, will come features or dashboard features or customer service tools that we can build. And like the two friends I mentioned that work together, they. They they ended up building this web dashboard for themselves, where they could honestly do like eighty to ninety percent of the stuff they needed to do from their phone, mm, the, yeah. And just be like, add, add two servers to the cluster, restart this server, do this, do that, and they just like hit a button on their phone and it does it, yeah. Which is really cool,
1: yeah. And and you could see how that would be powerful if you ever did bring other people on, and you eventually, you know, when they get to a certain level, you say, okay, we're gonna give you the black. The black app and it's like it's like the secret app that you open up and it's like the little black book with all the passwords and all the, the
0: suit the suitcase the football with the nuclear codes yeah, or whatever exactly
1: and and then you've got some people that can help you out yeah
0: i mean luckily you know aws is is pretty good and they have you know they have um a lot of tools built in to scale up if you need it based on certain scenarios or like reboot servers automatically and stuff like that so like a lot of those cloud services they're pretty good with that that type of stuff.
1: Yeah. This is a good topic though. I'm glad you're bringing it up. I think I think this is like a good something that we definitely need to figure out and be aware of and uh, I'm sure lots of other people are as well. Yeah.
0: The, the other part of this too that I went I went down this rabbit hole of like how can I buy a $300 iPad and code on that? Yeah. And it's not it's not easy. Yeah. Like it's really not you can buy keyboards for your ipad but like it's really the workflow there is not great yes and then i'm like could i buy a cheap windows laptop a small one to carry and to travel with or like you mean just something you didn't care about so you 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 could something i didn't care about that's not a 15 inch macbook pro that's big and heavy
1: right? yeah but you would hate that too you'd be something something would melt down and then you'd take out this sh- shitty little laptop <laughs> the trackpad doesn't work. And the yeah, keys are falling off. And you're like, ah, oh, shoot. And you're like somewhere in like, you know, Brazil in the jungle. And
0: <laughs> right.
1: It's fucking Wi-Fi. Yeah. Everything would be going wrong. And you're like trying to hook up through the satellite phone and
0: although the, those the twelve inch MacBooks are nice, but they're unless you can find a used one, they're not really cheap.
1: Yeah, I think I think the idea of building in um some mm-hmm. Building in some, like, you should be able to go away and not worry. And there should be a plan and capability for that. Um,
0: so that said, that said, like, you know, I think time off is great. And obviously everyone needs it, but like, it's still exciting. Like, it's still exciting. I mean, you know, it's we're partners in this and it's an exciting business. And I don't generally mind it. Um, but, there is something to be said for just like completely taking a break. Yeah.
1: Unplugging for sure. All right, folks, we are going to uh, close things out here. Uh, I want to talk to you about our last sponsor and this is get rewardful.com. Um, they have been running our affiliate program since we started and a surprising amount of our revenue comes from affiliates right now. I think it, I think it's, it's not quite thirty percent, but it's it's getting there. And this is a channel that's worked really well for um, software companies like ConvertKit, companies like WP Engine. Uh, they are running on you know affiliates who sometimes build you know big audiences and are really incentivized to get the word out about your product. And what's great about Get Rewardful is they hook up directly to Stripe, so. A lot of these, this software is not good at all. It's, it's really, really bad, uh, very expensive as well. And uh, these folks are just really incredible. Uh, it's started by my friend Kyle Fox, and I trust him with my life. So go check it out.
0: I will say it was very easy to integrate.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it's nice because it, you know, it, there, you know that like, someone brings a customer in for you when that gets charged in stripe get rewardful just says okay well now here's you know your affiliates um uh cut right Mm -hmm. so go check out getrewardful.com let them know that we sent you the link is in the show notes as well and john why don't you go through our patrons our monthly
0: supporters all right yeah thank you to all of our uh, patrons On Patreon, Uh, we have Colin Gray at elitu.com, Kyle Fox dot getrewardful.com, which we just mentioned, Darby Frey, Samori Augusto, Dave Young, Brad from Canada, Kevin Markham, Sammy Shukert, Dan Erickson, Mike Walker, Adam Devander, Dave Junta, and podcastinsights.com.
1: Thanks again, folks, and we will see you next week.